by the doggo. Oh, you can see his straps, but you know he's clean. Oh, don't you see what I mean? Gotta get a can. Ace is pale. Rocky Ridge Brewing Company. There's the one that's clean. It's not sour buffalo. <laughs> it's a pale little maid with Flinders named after Doggo. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks today. We've got Tim Leski. Yep. Yep. More awkward than fucking ever. <laughs> and our friend uh, Hamish from Rocky Ridge is on the podcast as well. How's it going, Hammer? Very well. How are you guys going? Good. Good, oh, man. I'm pretty sure this cape is taking all the blood flow away from my head. <laughs> I thought you were just going to sit there and go, Adam. Just again. No, Adam. I, you wanted to make it less awkward and you've. <laughs> Succeeded. Oh, so, because I wanted to make it less awkward, you went and put on a cape. Is that what you're telling us? Uh, we all, yes, we all encouraged you I mean, to put on the did, cape. Yeah, yeah. I look, shouldn't. Look, I shouldn't look, lie. To be honest, it's International Women's Day, and this is a Wonder Woman cape. And I thought, fuck it, why not? Yep, I'm going to back you right. Yeah. I am about to pass out though because it's cutting off blood supply to my fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't wait to see where this goes. Uh, this more on that later. Yeah. Yeah, later. Uh how's how's your week been? Been rough. Is I, that because we were all down at Southwest Craft Beer Fest? Yes, exactly. It was an absolutely fantastic day out at Three Oceans Winery. Yeah, whatever. Yep. Yeah, something. Out there, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's the one one time of the year that like all of the craft like craft beer wizards from down south get together, put on some amazing beer. And tell you what, man, there was so many guys down there that were absolutely fucking crushing it. So yeah, there was a lot of sick beers. Yeah, because of that, I pretty much had a four day hangover, which is cool. I did the opposite. I ended up being your designated driver. Yeah, came back to your house, the only person not drinking, and I got covered in beer. Yeah, <laughs> you also spilled the last can of rock juice I actually had. I also did do that. Yep, and oh. I still got a five star review on. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because wow. their theatre room smelt so fucking good. Oh, mate. Yeah. The only thing I got wrong was you left a light on here and the fan in the toilet was left on. But apart from that, you were a great, like, you know, you were great for the week. I'm like, that's fantastic. Thanks. Wait. They needed that left on. Because there be could be a few things they didn't check. Whose Trivial Pursuit game was that? I uh, don't know. Uh, let me <laughs> let me check with the man in front of me right now, Quizmaster Timony Cricket. Yes. Uh, where did those cards go? <laughs> I don't even remember playing Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, you didn't play. You just whipped cards at everyone. You were like, <laughs> and what's the capital of this? Whoops. Daddy and, Grandma. And became and a um, card at someone. Sam Simmons and called us all idiots when we couldn't answer the most obscure <laughs> of Trivial Pursuit questions. Oh, that might explain my four-day hangover there. <laughs> Um, That's why you've got tennis elbow in your right arm right now. And you're like, man, I haven't even done anything. <laughs> Whoa, that's gross. It was that's good fun, gross. though. Oh, I wasn't talking about that. Festival was fantastic. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. Happy birthday. I am an old man now. 
you are Jesus. super old. What do you mean now? Now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to act young right now, but again, like this cape is just not working. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know many young kids who are just rocking well, these capes out there. Yeah, I really wish I'm one of you. Because you're just slowly getting redder and redder in the face. So. Yeah, because I, I can feel my neck just tightening up. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is what it's going to feel like when I have the massive heart attack that's going to take my life one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you'll be prepared. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. The Boy Scout marching motto. Yeah, be prepared. Practice it. <laughs> Not like David Carradine, but practice it in other ways. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, good weekend so of beer, though. Um, as a, a storeholder, Hamish, you know, obviously with Rocky Ridge, did you guys enjoy the festival? Oh, it's fantastic. Um, really well run, as always. Um, seamless. Didn't see any untoward behavior. And I think everyone just had a great time. There's some frigging awesome beers out there. Um, I think pretty well everyone who came to the festival had a limited release of some description, mm. had, uh, had something that was pretty cool on offer, so... No, always exciting. Um, I certainly ended up a little bit less aware by the end of the day. Managed to body slam Lesky at some point. uh, Yeah. Good times. But, mate, that was the whole deal with this festival, like more so than others. The last year's festival that I went to, it was just the the vibe of the place was absolutely fantastic. Like the whole festival was just everyone's just hanging around, just having a really chilled out time. There were people just laying down like – like having like their own little mini festivals and whatnot and it was just so much fun and that even rained last year no one gave a shit yeah and this year was pretty much really similar lots of really good crew just everyone was there just to have some fun mm. it was just an absolutely fantastic day out yeah which is sick definitely mm. no it was really good um one of my favorite festivals on the calendar um yeah. other than probably Freo. Yeah, both both of them yeah. are pretty. They're definitely the fun ones. Yeah, yeah. they are. They are. They're Frio. more about the beer than yeah. anything else. Yeah, Frio just takes it to a a little bit of a whole new level, though, in just its Frio ness. So, which I'm behind. I like absolutely. It. I know. I got picked up from a bus stop at four a.m. from my partner <laughs> after I fell asleep. I feel like that could happen to you anywhere, though. Yeah, I mean, sounds pretty sanded. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's rough. I mean, we can talk off air about the the night that I lost time. <laughs> but, yeah, very interesting. So you're a time traveler. Is I, that why you're wearing a cape? I'll tell you what, i tell you what, from the phone call at 2 a.m. to her picking me up on the side of the road at 5 a.m. when I'd apparently just traveled two streets, it was very interesting. Was this a, a different night to Frio Beer Fest? Yeah. So this is two nights now where... I'm a 32 year old man. Too. Okay, no, no. There's many. He, nights he has in a lots man's of life experience. Okay, great. Yeah, it's called street smarts. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I think that largely sums up all of our week since oh. we've last recorded. Taking a lot of our focus. Pretty much. There's a lot, lot of fun down south, but uh, you know. Back, back to the grind. Back to it. So let's get into it with some uh, beer shit. Beer shit. Yeah. <laughs> so Cub <laughs> is investing heavily in uh, the Cascade Brewery to make that somewhat of a contract brewing juggernaut where they just plan to pump out a bunch of contract brews for their um, 
what's it called? High Times brands? No, High Times. It's some bullshit. No, high and that. tight times. High. <laughs> yeah, it's high and tight. <laughs> yeah. Shout out mum's house. Yeah, mummies. Uh, no, uh, the high end. So high end. they're looking at, uh, they're speaking well, to inventive. reps at the moment uh, from Camden Town, 10 Barrel and Elysian Breweries as well as not only trying to register local trademarks for Four Peaks Brewing at Arizona, Golden Road out of California, Blue Point Brewing from New York, and more surprisingly than anything, Wicked Weed out of North Carolina. So, Which is an interesting move, if, no, if that's what they're planning. Oh, Wicked Weed makes them absolutely fucking banging IPAs at the same time. but you know, And we've been lucky enough think, to see some of them over here lately. No, we only see sours over here at the moment. Yeah. But, yeah. That's what he meant. Well, yeah. No, they make really good IPA as well. Yeah, I know. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'd like to see their IPA. <laughs> um, if they do a good job of it, it'd be fantastic. So with CUB, they're, they're announcing oh. that they're going to focus more. Yeah, Hamish is a pretty big if. Yeah. <laughs> they're <laughs> focusing more. Right there? Yeah, of course. Interject. Please. Do it. CUB doing a good job of IPAs. Um, well, I, I put a quantifier of if in there. Uh, come on, Goose Island, guys. That's That's terrific. Yeah, so if they do a good job of it, um, it'll be fucking sick. Probably. And look, look, they've only registered the trademark, so that's not saying that they're planning to brew any of those beers there. But I would say that would be the opposite of that, if they, because <laughs> <laughs> the trademarks already exist. Oh, the capes off. I seriously, did you? I pass don't. Re- out? I don't remember the last ten minutes. <laughs> Oh, um, my body is tingling right now. You were being uncharacteristically silent. Yeah, yeah, it's frightening. Uh, Ten point three million dollar investment from CUB to increase production to sixty five percent by sixty five percent. Sorry, again, we're talking about government sponsoring large companies. One million dollars was thrown in for this by the Tasmanian government to to, as CUB put it, to make put craft beer in Tasmania. You fucks. You fucks what? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It, it we, fucks and... We do know what you no, mean. No, it's just creating... It's just increasing excise. That's all. Like, you know, like excise, excise charges from that brewery. Yeah, but that the goes to the That's not going to be a direct return to the Tasmanian government. The Tasmanian government, the one stumping up the funds. In reality, what they're thinking is that they're going to increase employment. But as we all know, big breweries don't employ that many people. Yeah. Um, Big breweries are actually notoriously bad at it compared to really fucking inefficient small breweries like us. Um, small breweries employ people because we fucking suck at making beer. Um, <laughs> you have to be really careful saying that on podcasts like this because you're going to get a flood of resumes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bad. But um, And by flood, I mean three. Look, and it, and it is just condescending as well. Um, there's some banging breweries in Tasmania yeah, who I'm exactly. sure would love some government fucking you know, assistance to help put out some more. You know, our mate Ash, who's been on the podcast fairly recently, although I don't know how he would feel about a government grant, to be honest. Um, but there's some really, really good breweries in Tasmania um, and not just isolated to two metre tall. So, it, yeah, I just find it a little bit condescending that they're like, let's put craft beer into Tasmania. Tasmania make it the Australia-Asia-Pacific hub for those brands. So that's what I mean. I absolutely think that they are planning to use those registered trademarked names and then um, piss them off elsewhere, oh, <laughs> basically. Look. Oh, it's understandable, man. Like, you know, Beer Australia has been in decline for quite a while now. So, you know, like any way that they can try and get into the market with, you know, Faux Craft, then they're going to give it a crack. 
and I think this is another one of those things that crosses those fine lines of craft brewery and they're calling it, they're making Cascade Australia's home of craft craft beer. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? You're just actually, what are you talking about? You're just brewing, um, <laughs> you're brewing a whole bunch of different brands in the one brewery, which is almost the exact opposite. And at the end of the day, these are imported brands as well. They're not, they're not Australian brands. So yeah. why not put the money into small Australian breweries who, like I say, are going to employ more people, are going to generate more income for oh, the state. Did. Legendary Brewing Company with Iron Jack. <laughs> and sorry. that's called a derailment. I'm so, I'm so um, sorry. Drink the beer your dog wants you to be. Yeah. What? Does your dog want you to be that kind of man? Let's have a look. Was that actually their marketing pitch? Because uh, I yeah. could believe it if you said yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, the, oh, market, wow. the marketing pitch for that was... Be the um, man that your dog wants you to be. Yeah. Well, that's very Australian. A man, you know, this is a, this is a Bushman. He's a loyal, trustworthy kind of guy. And this is his dog. Again, extremely loyal and trustworthy. You know, we're going for that kind of person. That's up. You understand that there's like a lot of female drinkers out there for Great Northern? Uh, what? Yeah. (laughs) Which is a good point on International Women's Day, but that's super condescending again. Great point, uh, which is one positive point is that they're actually appointing their first female uh, brewery manager. So that's oh, the only wow. I can see well, the only that's, positive. That's awesome. Yeah, it um, is awesome. That's really cool. Which uh, Anita Holdsworth is uh, is her name. So you know, congratulations to her. What a what a time to be alive. CUB, look at you guys go. You know, you guys are really breaking understand? ground. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to throw shade, but they had to have like multiple focus groups to focus on that to get that actually through. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for them, a <clears throat> million dollars. What would a million dollars? What okay? What would a tenth of that? What a hundred thousand dollars do for Rocky Ridge? Um, it would buy us a whole lot of barrels. That's fucking See, cool. Government, give these guys <laughs> some fucking money. What would a million dollars do for Rocky Ridge? Buy us a whole lot more barrels. <laughs> no, um, it'd buy us a couple of fooders and a whole pile of barrels, and let us really delve into the realms of sour and funky. Yeah, um, that's that's where we want to be, and that's where we want to go. But um, yeah, look, honestly, that'd make all the difference to us. Um, it's hard to come by, to be honest. It's a really slow, torturous process trying to find the money to to grow. A hundred grand right now would would allow us to do stuff. Like now, not in a year's time, not in two years' time, but now. Mm. Um, but, you know, it is what it is and we, we just keep plugging away. And I think you summed it up. It would mean everything to you guys. Oh, yeah. You know, that small amount. What does a million dollars really mean to Cub or ABI in, you know, conversations we had last week or whenever it was we last recorded? I don't think, I think these amounts of money are so insignificant that they're, it's not going to change their business plan or, or what they're going to do. Correct. Um, but you give that guy to you, you give that money to the little guys, and it allows them to live out their fucking dreams. If you could divide that that one million dollars to ten breweries that are sub sub uh, million capacity, I think that'd make a huge a, a, a huge impact. For Honestly, it'd be us employing another person pretty much instantly. It'd be us expanding into barrel program. It'd be us expanding into sours and probably getting a whole pile of subcontractors involved as well because we'd need to have microbio involved. We'd need to be getting that expertise here in WA, which, which would be kind of yeah. there, but it's not yet. And yep. there's a lot of universities that are interested in researching it, but we need the money to do that. Um, mm. So, 
you know, that money can be spent really, really well here, but yep. it doesn't. I mean, it's it's a, an incredibly expensive and hard process to go through to get those kind of grants. So, yeah. it's and and not the time that small businesses have. Like I'm sure CUB would employ a number of people just specifically for that purpose. Correct. I would imagine so. Um, along with their teams of accountants and lawyers who dictate how things should be done. You know what I mean, not not something that we can do, but you know, that is what it is. That's yeah. right. Unfortunately, that's it is ul- what it is. That's ultimately the the hardest part of it. You know, it's like, it's the golden handshake, really. Yes, we want your business to be here. Here's a million bucks. Rather than, you know, if you do dish it out to smaller people, then, you you know, they're going to like, oh, well, great, we've created 10 jobs where we've potentially created all of these. I mean, I but it's just insignificant fuck all. And it's just money into the backlog. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've covered that before, that uh, what uh, craft beer consumes 6.5% of total consumed beers. Um, and it employs over eighty-two percent of people in the in the market. So I mean, that ten million dollars invested there might only equate to five jobs, <laughs> whereas because we're so inefficient, craft breweries uh, like the, like us, uh, that would equate to pretty much two people. Would per, way more than that. Well, I mean, two people the, the, per hundred thousand. You know what right, I mean? The, the the statistic is literally for every million liters that a, a, a multinational brewery produces, they employ one person, um, and a craft brewery wow. employs twenty. For yeah. every million liters produced, so you're talking a massive, massive difference, and that's that's a legitimate statistic. If you want to look it up, go on the IBA website, and they've got all of the reports there. Um, it's 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 mind blowing. Um, yeah, that is crazy. I never I never knew it was that big of a difference, but it's, it's huge. Me. Yeah, it's huge. Wow. Um, well, that was pretty depressing. So let's move yeah. on to something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, guys. Sorry. No, no it's, not it's, at all. It's uh, the reality of the situation and we were super glad to talk about it. Um, it needs to be talked about. 100%. And if they want to go on about creating jobs, is, that's something that needs to be discussed very openly and very um, bluntly. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So let's talk about something a little bit more fun then. Uh, the Abers have announced that New England IPAs are going to be a style. So all you Hayes bros out there, um, get excited because it's just become a little bit more legitimate. <laughs> um, it was already a thing, but the style, the style guidelines on these are questionable at best. I was going to say right? shady. <laughs> <laughs> or hazy. Oh. Oh. Seriously, Look why at didn't that we little do that? Just Shut up, Dad. Milady. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Um, <clears throat> how do you guys feel about that in terms of actually getting a little bit of uh, cadence in the market? Look, I think it's sick, man. The the beer style is super popular, obviously. Um, you know, you can argue that it's a, an evolving style still, but I think some guidelines there um, are good. I think we were talking a little bit before the show um, and you said it's the guidelines are up to 100 IBUs, I believe, Hamish. Yeah, and there's there's a big article and Brandon Varis was talking about it a little bit as a spokesman for AIBA and, I mean... The I one think guy that actually really does not like the style at all. I think, <laughs> though, that it's going to be a work in progress. Yeah, um, yeah it's definitely. It's not, not something that's going to be hard and fast as a rule. It will change over time and as well should because the style will change over time, as, yep. as we all well know. What... What most people consider to be a NEPA, I really don't consider to be a NEPA. Um, yep. I don't think that Chalky should ever come into 
being in something that should just be a tropical fruit bomb. It should yep. be incredibly hoppy and having it hazy is an incredible byproduct of that, but it doesn't need to taste like a piece of fucking white. Like, well, amino acid <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> so as, as a producer of, um, look, I, I actually think probably Australia's best New England style IPA that's been produced so far, being rock juice. Ooh. Sorry to blow smoke up your ass, but that's that's what I think, man. That Thanks for fantastic. Pocket, mate. That's all right. <laughs> you know me; I'm not saying something I don't believe in. Um, you've called that a hazy double IPA. Yeah. You know, I assume that was done very consciously. What was you know your thoughts behind that? Look, at the end of the day, it's still got a bit of a bitter back edge. It had to have that because it's nine um, percent. Yeah. It's a big beer, and if it didn't have a little bit of bitterness there, it'd taste boozy be flabby yeah yeah and you don't you don't want that to be the case um for us the design brief and lesky was obviously involved with this pretty heavily as well um the design brief was to create a tropical fruit bomb that was big i mean we wanted to make a big beer and make a statement out of it um we we obviously discussed new england ipas as a as a trend but then we also went back to the roots of that which basically started with Petty Topper, Focal Banger, um, and they're not about it being not bitter at all. They're just about it being a, a fruit bomb. Yeah. Um, the haziness is a byproduct. They're not talking about it being chalky. They're not talking about it being murky. It's just a fucking fruity IPA, and that's really what we tried to make. Um, I think when you're trying to concentrate more on the look of the beer rather than the taste, you, you really take something away from it. Uh, hundred percent, man. I agree with that so much. I think when New England's first started coming out, I'd heard about people like, uh, is it Treehouse or Treehouse, Trillium and McKellar yeah. who put flour in some of theirs and it put me off the style completely. I'm like, well, why the fuck are you adding flour? It does nothing for the flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was a little bit hypocritical because if you put it, you know, blue food coloring into an IPA and say, oh, I've brewed a blue IPA, everyone's going to tell you to fuck right off. And, <laughs> yep. so, and so they should. Um, so just because of that, I was kind of against the style before I really tried it. I'm like, look, I should stop being a dick and look into it a little bit more. Um, and then I found some fucking, just some delicious beers. So yeah, correct. I agree. I mean, I was really against it when Lesky first came up with the idea, to be honest, because I was like New England IPA, the, the ones, the limited ones that I'd tried in Australia at a time before we brewed the first rock juice were, yeah, was, I wasn't a fan. Yeah. Um, I wasn't a fan there at was all. There was one, wasn't there? It was Three Ravens Juicy? Yep. Yeah. No, there was a couple of other ones that I'd tried. I didn't try the juicy actually at that point. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, we gotta throw we gotta throw this back to to one of your new workmates, Ricky Watt. Yep. He was the one that actually came up with the idea and was like, No one's doing this, we need to do something bigger. What do you think? (laughs) Yeah. Obviously. Um Balls to the wall. Yeah. Good call, Ricky, because I fucking love batch two. It was I I wasn't a huge fan of batch one. Um, yeah. Batch two was fucking nailed so good. It. Absolutely fucking nailed it. Let's um, say we learned a lot in the yeah. meantime. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, learned, I learned to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that at all. It was more just that it worked out what exactly we were trying to do. Because at the start, I was really confused. And it was like, everyone's talking about them being this chalky mountain. Uh, again, I keep coming back to that because everyone says, got to be chalky. Yeah. And I'm yeah. Like, and I don't understand. Why would I want to? have a beer that tastes chalky and then i finally realized after tasting some really good new england ipas that it's all about that real fruity flavor yeah the juiciness i guess is a byproduct of that um so yeah what were some of the aha moments for you 
Um, is there a specific one that you go, yeah, that, that was really the one that got me across the line to yeah. these uh, these Hayes boys? Well, Ricky brought a heat back from from the US on his Ricky Sierra brought a heat back I had a few mates that brought some back for me as well. Um, to be honest with you, the one that was really a ha, and it's probably not so much a New England IPA as just a beautiful IPA, was Lawson Super Sunshine. That, oh, that is a fucking cracking hell. beer. Uh, absolute cracking beer. Yeah. And I, I had that and I was just like, this, now this, that's what I want. That's yeah. what I want to drink. That's what I want to make. That's where it should be. Um, we had a few other fucking cracking beers as well. Again, Hetty Topper was one of them. Focal Banger was one of them. And that, they're fucking cracking, cracking beers. Um, and I do love the little disclaimer on the top that says, drink this from the can. Don't pour me in a glass because they know full well that it's going to flocculate out in the can. Um, that's just what happens. Yeast likes to flocculate. It doesn't like to stay in suspension. Mm. So they tell you to drink it from the can because then you don't see the great big pile of sludge sitting in the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's literally what it is. It's very, yeah. very clever. Um, yeah. So I guess I basically realized that, yeah, it's about the fruitiness. It's not about anything else. It's about making something that you want to drink. So, And I guess on that point, like the East Coast uh, styles, um, Sunshine Sipper in particular, yep. uh, and actually Hetty Topper, they're so fucking well balanced. Like you look at Real Nation, which in its early inceptions were very, very aggressively bitter. Hoptimum like is like super fucking aggressively bitter. It's like 157 IBUs. Then, um, then you go to the other side to Pliny. Yeah. And yeah. you get a super you get a, you know, an American shaker pint. And, you know, the first sip you're like, oh, fuck, that's pretty good. And you start chatting and then the next thing you know, you go to have your second sip and you're like, where the fuck did that go? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's just drinkability is an absolute key. You yeah, know? like we can talk about Absolutely. all these fucking styles and hitting this mark and hitting this mark and hitting this mark, but ultimately, it's you're looking for the most drinkable product that you can actually make. Correct, you definitely are. I mean, that's why when we're talking about beer farms, pineapple earlier, it's crushable. It's something that you can just sit and drink, uh, and that makes it a fantastic beer, as far as I'm concerned. Um, doesn't matter if it doesn't fit any style guideline; it's drinkable. And that's really what we want to make. We want to make beers that are, are fucking awesome. Well, yeah, I think we all inhaled our 500 mil cans pretty quickly. Um, good yeah. beer. Except the one that's nursing here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm driving, guys. Get off my case. <laughs> uh, but no, you've absolutely done that. You knocked it out of the park. 9%. Drinks unbelievably well. It's fucking terrific. And I think if there's any bottle shops out there who still have any I would be fucking surprised because um, this shit flew off the shelf. No, it's yeah. drunk me into a three-day hangover, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, I did see some numbers getting thrown about on the internet about like a breakdown of hops, you yeah. know, per kind of can. It was expensive. Uh, are you? Able, do you know those kind of numbers? Do you know roughly like? Yeah, so it was essentially 60 kilos of hops went into 2,000 litres of beer. Yeah, so um, we're talking, it was like $2,500 worth, wasn't it? Uh, no, nah, ended up being well more than that because I actually <laughs> I've, I've gone and done some numbers on hops as well, and it's expensive. Fuck, it was yeah. expensive, uh, but that's part and parcel with it. Um, and to be honest, the way that we use the hops in that beer is kind of wasteful. But I like to think the end product sort of. I think it's the only way you can get it. that yeah. result. Yeah, I mean, 
0.9%. It ended up being about $2.80 per can in excise as well. So yep. we're already at half of the retail price. Um, yeah. You include transport and trying to get the beer out to everybody in the space of a week as well, um, the logistics side of it. And we really actually walked away probably going, this was a great marketing exercise. Um, yeah. That's the, the long and short of it. Um, yeah. And we... we copped a little bit of flack from some people about the price of it but at the end of the day that's where we had to set it because otherwise we would have made a loss um, and yep. we can't really afford to do that we're a small brewery so you know we had a lot of fun making the beer but again it's not a ongoing or sustainable thing which is why it's potentially a one batch a year thing correct yeah, yeah. and maybe if we were feeling really awesome we might make another one at some point but yeah <laughs> if I could just say something uh if that one person complains about the fucking price and yet it's sold out in every single fucking shelf, uh, I don't yeah. think you need to worry about anything at all. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. that's true. I just realised they have a whole carton in my fridge. What? <laughs> I forgot to take it to work. Ooh. Well, you shouldn't have said that on here. Yeah. You absolutely should have kept it. Um, <laughs> whoops. Would anybody I could have like drunk a rock juice? <laughs> yeah, I could have drunk myself into a three-day hangover. Well, oh, I did no. bring four, so they're, they're sitting in the fridge. Hamish has brought us a, a package of delectable delights, um, well, which also includes rock juice. That's sick. Let's crack some of those in a minute. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, um, speaking of uh, $2.80 per can in excise, um, excise relief. Um, I know a lot of the local brewers in WA have been trying to push, um, in particular the West Australian government, lobbying. Uh, I've seen... Some documents lying around from the Southwest Brewers, um, but also up in up in Perth. There's a number of documents being thrown around. Of course, there is uh, some provisions sitting in the government at the moment. What what can you add to that? Look, it's interesting. We've spoken to our local members, uh, both at a state and federal level. Level, sorry. Um, the state level, they really don't have a lot to do with it. It's going to be very difficult to get anything done there in that arena, um, mainly because our local members are liberal and the Labor government's in, um, but also because, realistically speaking, excise falls under a federal bracket. Um, yeah. Speaking to our federal member, who luckily enough is a liberal and we've got a liberal government, um, they were somewhat optimistic, but realistically speaking, for excise relief to occur, I think... Carlton United and Lion Nathan are going to have to come to the party and play ball as well um, because they are legitimately 90% of the excise tax that's paid in Australia. The government's not going to look at it. And, uh, ooh, here we go. Uh, I'm not going to drink all of that. You want to go? Well, you can go halvesies with me and you can have one and a half. Yeah. well, You're not driving. Not? Yeah, correct. I don't have to drive anyway. Now, look, it's, it's, it's a really interesting one. I... Uh, I'd like to think that the federal government will recognise that there's benefit in excise relief for small brewers um, because it does employ more people. I mean, for us, for instance, if they were to up the rebate from 30000 to to $100,000 a year, that would mean employing one more person basically instantly. So is that $30,000 for, for the listeners uh, in their cars or jogging or at home, uh, is that $30,000... Off your your wholesale price, or is that thirty thousand dollars in your in your first excise payment cap? So thirty thousand dollars basically is indexed against the amount of excise that you're paying. It's not so excise is essentially volumetrically based on the amount of alcohol you produce. Yep. It's not about the actual liters of beer because if you produce you could produce millions of liters of a one percent beer and pay fuck all excise. Excise, yep. sorry. Uh, 
exercise. You were talking about jogging. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it's it's thirty thousand dollars in excise that you've paid. Correct. That yep, you can already paid, and you can claim it back up to sixty percent of the total that you've paid. So you you may only have paid forty thousand dollars in excise. Therefore, you wouldn't be eligible to claim back the whole thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, because that would be seventy five percent. Obviously, you'd only be able to claim back like twenty four or twenty five thousand dollars yep. of it. I mean, for us, we've already claimed back the full thirty thousand dollars, and we're not even—we're only just over halfway through our financial year. So it is actually a massive impost. I mean, we're paying nearly thirty thousand dollars a month in excise. It's—it's um, it's a hell of a lot of money, and it takes a lot out of your cash flow, particularly yeah. when you have the unfortunate situation where we have to pay excise before we generally see any of the accounts paid yep. so we wear the cost of goods we wear the cost of brewing and then we have to pay excise before normally about 30 days later we see the money back from that beer if um, you're lucky if normally you're lucky. exactly yeah. Right. Yeah. normally and that, that's like that's a very one of that's the, an ideal situation and, and that's a, and yeah that's something that a lot of people that don't know that aren't in the industry you know you have to pay that excise before you sell it but and we, then you sell it and then people you know are generally on say 30 day terms and if they pay their account on time you know then you see the money back 30 days later correct and for us as wholesalers only without a without a seller door where we do have cash flow coming through it's actually really difficult and we have to manage very very carefully what we're doing and how we grow how we buy things because realistically speaking we're not always certain that some venues are going to pay um, because what happens if one of those venues goes broke and they have a ten thousand dollar account with us i mean that that's a hell of a lot of money that we've that that's basically wiped out our profit for a month um yep it's it's frightening. It, it is really, it's really is. scary. That's a small um, business having ten thousand dollars go directly out of your cash flow. That is some really fucking brown underpants sort of time. Yeah, no shit. It it's stressful, and that's why everyone says starting a small business is a stressful thing to do. So look, and and just to touch a point on that, you know, another thing that a lot of people probably don't realize is that thirty thousand dollar amount that you've quoted saying that you can claim the rebate for yep. in wine. So for wine and cider, that amount's actually 500000 which is just such a fucking disproportionate gap. And um, it's a lower rate as well. So yep. wet tax is a lower rate than excise yep. so as, as a general twenty nine point seven or 29.5%. Uh, which is wet. Flat. Flat 29? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. about 29. Yeah. And excise really ends up being about 40%. Yeah, around about as as again. It's, as it's a, a linear. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's generally around forty percent. Once um, it's over three point five percent, is it is a linear, excisable amount. Anything yeah. below three point five up to two point nine percent. Yep. And then two point nine percent below to yeah. negligible. Yep. I found that out the hard way getting a box sent over from a good friend of mine overseas and getting charged excise on that on the way in. <laughs> I got charged uh, 275 Australian dollars for a box that cost me just over $200. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. That so look, it's it's a, it's it's a really nasty tax. Um it is there for a reason and I understand why it's there and I don't think that anybody in the industry is saying let's not tax beer, let's Absolutely. not tax alcohol. All we're saying is we are small businesses and consider us as such. Small businesses across the board are generally eligible for some kind of rebate because the government recognises that we employ people and we're quite inefficient. Um, they want to encourage us to be inefficient because we employ more people. Yep. It's, it's a really nice little circle. And I think 
the brewing industry is growing very disproportionately quickly as opposed to some other manufacturing sectors in Australia. And it would make sense to subsidize that to an extent. And I'm not saying subsidize alcohol. I'm saying allow breweries to grow quicker. Yeah. Um, the end product should probably still stay the same price, but that rebate would make a big difference to us. Absolutely. And I think there are loopholes within the within the wet tax um, sub-laws. I mean, when you're looking at brewers producing, like you, 9% beers, because that's what you want to fucking produce and that's there's a market there and that's what the market wants. And, and I like to drink 9, 10, 12% beers, you know, but you've got other producers out there i.e. Little Fat Lamb, which is a wine-based ginger beer that you can buy for like $8 a bottle. So if they want to look at beer as being this <coughs> god-awful evil thing that needs to be taxed, look at fucking Little Fat Lamb at RTDs. $8 a bottle. This beer sitting right here is not marketed towards people who are underage. Oh, hell no. It doesn't come into that price point. Where, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where when we're talking about something on along the lines of Little Fat Lamb, the only people that you do see coming in for that are either uni students mm -hmm. or, you know, uni students, so you do get people who are, you know, like within the lower income, which is, you know, it's fair enough. There's a cheap there's a cheap drink that is... There's many cheap a, drinks. A, yeah, that is at a high oh, high cost or well, high um, alcohol percentage. But this shit, you know, comes you're in getting people coming in who are underage, they're going directly for that and going, hey, have you got any little fat lamb? And you're like, yeah, we do. Cool. Get out. Let's face it. 18 year olds don't like beer. They don't. They don't drink beer. They drink spirits. They drink fucking cask wine. They drink... Nowadays, I mean, I, nowadays there's uh, canned cider. Your cider can also hit up pretty high percentages as well. Once it goes to 8%, you hit that same wet tax, which is the yep. wine exclusion tax. Yep. So you still hit that. It's e a, it's equalization. Equal, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Equalization. So you still hit that, which is why you've got ginger beer sitting at either 3.5% or sitting at 8%. So, you know, that's the market. There's that, RTDs and, you know, wine-based fucking spirits that are out, or not spirits, but wine-based drinks that are out there. And it's young people are drinking it and they're drinking it fucking cheap. Yep. Correct. But you don't go and buy a carton of fucking double IPA and smash no. it back because it costs you fucking first-born child. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've just turned around and having a look at Brendan, who if had the possibility of buying a case of Baltic Porter, would probably smash that within a day and a half. <laughs> I'm also the 1% and in my 30s now. So, <laughs> if, I, if I want to... I'm the 1%. <laughs> not that you. kind of 1%. I just mean <laughs> the 1% <laughs> of people who want to drink a Baltic Porter on 30-degree days. I think, but, I think you're talking about wiping with hundreds. <laughs> I fucking wish, man. <laughs> I wish. No, there's no way I'm putting a pine. Oh, not a pineapple. What are you talking about? Greenback. There's nowhere going in my hoop. Yeah. We're just going to smudge things. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about now? I don't know. It went real wow. off topic. Um, um, just wow. But yeah, you're right. You're not smashing back a uh, carton <laughs> of double IPAs to get hammered on because it's going to cost you 150 bucks. No shit. You're going to go and buy a cask of goon. Yeah. And that's generally what ends up happening. I mean, I was at uni and that's what we did. We yeah, did, we've all we done it. Drink. Yeah, exactly. Goon of fortune. We've all goon been there. Oh, yeah, that's dangerous. <laughs> and those four-liter bottles of sherry yeah. as well, cooking sherry. <laughs> oh. Hey. Oh. Oh, we well, you're going to do what you're going to do. What? Correct. I was going to say, if we do want to talk about some some hot takes, I do have a little bottle of Pedro Jimenez in there that's ready to be opened to me. No. No? I'm driving. What? Mate, okay. All right. Look, I'm sorry for trying to get Tim <laughs> Trump while driving. But can we just digress just a small touch? So, Hammer, from what I've heard, you were studying a physics degree at uni. Was that right? Uh, yeah, geology and physics. Geology and physics. So, how does someone that's going from geology and physics come to own a brewery within a couple of years? 
um, life choices. No, um, <laughs> great life choices. Yeah, yeah amazing no, life choices. We so I, I, I finished uni and it was in the middle of the mining downturn. Um, so jobs were few and far between. I actually landed a job working in the North Sea out of Norway. So I was I was going to be FIFO out of Norway, basically. Out of Norway. Yeah, which would have been pretty epic, but I also sort of sat back and reassessed where I was at with my life and thought, actually, I really want to move back down south. Um, all the way through uni, I was homebrewing because I kind of got sick of the cask goons <laughs> yeah. that we were talking about and the sherry that we were talking about. And, um, I wanted to drink beer, but couldn't afford to drink the beer that I wanted to drink, so yeah. I started making it. Um, again, studied a little bit while I was at uni in, in terms of brewing, but not a huge amount. Moved back down south, happened to be a job at Cheeky Monkey, so I started working down there um, under Ross, who's a fantastic tutor, um, and obviously the Burton family as well, who were, were really, really great to us while I was down there. Um, but then, honestly, uh, the old boy took me aside one day and he's like, I've had a fucking guts full of dairy and I want to move on. What do you reckon about a brewery? And so we did a feasibility on it, and six months later, we had all the approvals in place, and that was where we're at. <laughs> um, That's so sick. That's yeah. fun. unreal. Um, um, yeah. Dad, if you're listening to this, uh, massive hit thanks. me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brendan's yeah. dad. If you're listening uh, to this, please hit me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, it was yeah, it was it was interesting. It was a uh, it was a whirlwind process that we went through. In hindsight, I wish we had to spend a little bit more time in planning than we did, um, and just made a couple of different choices. But you know, at the end of the day, nothing's ever perfect. Um, I mean, one of my biggest gripes is that we didn't build a bigger fucking shed. Um, that would have been really nice. But then you also always play to the budget that you have at the time. And like, because the look- photos of the shed, <clears throat> the photos of the of the brew shed look absolutely fantastic. You know, you look and you're like, "Fuck, that looks huge." Then you actually get there and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> it's pretty tight." Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's real tight, man. We don't have a lot of space to move. Yeah, I'm building another shed now, but. They don't really help us with the original because we're not going to move the brewery anytime soon. So yeah, um, it's one of those things where, again, you play to the budget you have at the time. Yeah, um, yeah. And the budget we had at the time was pretty fucking tight. So we made everything work rather than going above and beyond. It would have been nice to have had a little bit more to throw at it. But again, it's one of those things where we're a small family-run business. So yeah. we... We start small and, you know, we'll grow a little bit, but I don't think we'll ever be a big brewery. We we want to concentrate on doing what we do and what we do well um, rather than particularly pandering to a mass. Um, that's not, not who we are. Uh, yeah. And I don't think it plays well with... Yeah, and I don't want to see you guys become a big brewery, to be honest, either hitting back on those barrels that you were talking about earlier. Yep. I'd love to see them barrel-aged sour buffalo, for example. Yeah. Um, that uh, would be... Oh, so fantastic. I've probably not really told too many people the story well. Um, so Sour Buffalo was an absolute fuck up. Yeah. Um, like <laughs> yeah. It, was, yeah. It, was, it was legitimately like we, we're doing, we did the original beer, which was called Gold Leader, and then we renamed it White Buffalo to, uh, I mean, because Gold White Leader Buffalo. was. White Buffalo. People aren't going to hear that. I love that. Oh, they'll hear that. Love, love the comment. That, that they'll hear from you. <laughs> yeah. you know what i told myself weeks ago i was like you know what i'm gonna keep things on topic i'm gonna drink a lot less and then we had fucking hamish come in with rock juice you've done the opposite and i've just turned into a complete shit fuck 
No worries. Which I like. That's the person I love, by the way. Yeah, but bloody earth. Anyway, All complete, complete shh, fuck up with the Yeah, beer. no, so look, the, the Sour <laughs> Buffalo was, was what was going to be the White Buffalo or the first iteration of the White Buffalo, which is a white coffee stout that we do, which is why Sour Buffalo is called a lacto-infused white coffee stout, um, which confuses the fuck out of everyone, which yep. is exactly what it's intended to do <laughs> because I don't know what the hell else to call it. Yeah. Um, but basically we did our normal post-ferment coffee infusion like we did with gold leader what we've done a couple of times before and somehow or another we ended up with a lacto culture in there which was really clean and it soured it and ricky told me to dump it and i said no fuck it i'm putting it in cans <laughs> and we put it in cans and yeah anyway it went went well so and we have crushed it ever since yeah yep. and we now have that strain of lacto as well thanks Whoa. very much to lesky yes. um, uh, i'm not a microbiologist i can thank the uh two seven. meters and seven jesus he's about he's about 30 meters tall I the think, most polite kindest person i've ever met if yeah, there's ever been like a bfg he's a gentleman <laughs> thanks kofi Kofi is a, a gentleman and a scholar, and he's done a fantastic job for us isolating the strain of black that we awesome. had in Sour Buffalo. So we are now looking at redoing it, but it'll be a little way away. Um, we want to make sure we do it right when we do it. And as you say, it'll be fucking fantastic in barrels. Oh, though, it's so good. No, I'm not shardy, shardy barrel, that shit. Um, mm. What are the odds of picking up such a clean lacto uh, infection? That's like... <laughs> I would say unheard one of a hundred million. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. You, you don't pick up clean infections very often. It's no, just and, yeah, not we're, not we're not like, deliberately. No, you know what I mean. Well, we, we, yes. we didn't do it deliberately. Fuck, yeah. it was Ugh. it was a complete fuck up. But we anyway, were just chatting about it in store one day, and Kofi's like, "How does it get so clean?" Yeah, I'm like, well, you're the microbiologist. How is it that clean? He's like, "I've no fucking idea." And I'm like, "Well, we just played it." And he's like, and you can just see like. All this hair just starts standing on end and flowing lusciously in the non-breeze of a beer shop. Petri dishes start yeah. falling from the ceiling. Microscope just appears out of nowhere. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what happened. And then it just went straight into deep freeze. Sounds pretty legit. Uh, you, you've landed on a winner there And uh, for something that was a fuck-up, that is the cleanest fuck-up I've ever had. And it made it in its way in, its, uh, in WA's voted... Um, amongst some beer community members in the top 10 uh, within, what, three months of it being released? Yeah, which was really cool, and I was really surprised by that. Um, I mean, honestly, I well, I got told to dump it and then didn't. So for a first start, oh. Ricky, hey. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Ricky. It is such a crushable beer. That's the beer that got me and Lesky into trouble at um, Bovine. That and the fact that I was <laughs> probably a little lighter... <laughs> Yeah, should have been. <laughs> we drank a fair bit of that. Um, yeah, that was such yeah. a good beer. Oh, oh, cheers, guys. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was, uh, like I say, uh, it's it was a fuck up, but now we've worked out how we can recreate it. So yeah. I'm, I'm pretty happy about that because I do want to redo it. Um, there are a few tweaks I want to make to it. And as I sort of alluded to, we want to go pretty hard into to the funky side of things. Um, mm. but, Sick. You know, I'm excited. Look, I do apologize for taking us on this direction, guys, but... I actually had one of Hamish's old roommates pop into work yesterday. It was like, kind of funny considering he was studying, you know, like physics. And now he's got a fucking brewery. I'm like, hmm. I, 
what? I think there's a lot of science people in brewing, though. Oh, but the whole that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, definitely. It is an art. I wish I had studied chemistry, to be honest. I, I wish I was doing chemistry at uni. That would have been great. Um, at the end of the day, I think I still have a fairly good understanding of what's going on behind the scenes. Um, yeah. But like I say, at the end of the day, we all fuck up occasionally, and that's what happened with the, the buffalo. Um, and now I kind of want to embrace the funk because the funk is fucking awesome. It's so good. So then, seeing as you mentioned barrels. <laughs> this um, is the second time. I can't help it, man. I fucking love barrel-aged beers. Look, I've seen a couple of emails come through from um, Wabba, which is the Western Australian Brewers Association. I'm trying to put together a bit of an order for barrels. Have you uh, nominated any in that? No, I've... Um... Please tell me you've got some on your own because I'll be real happy. Yeah, look, we, yes. we've, we've got a couple of very good relationships in the southwest, so we've, we've got nearly 600 barrels coming this year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just got so happy. Um, he yeah, did. He sick, fucking man. hulked out. That's yeah, what yeah. that noise Can was. I, look, he's pushing. There's no, no need to do anything you don't want to do. No, no, no. Look, so the other one as well, which I was alluding to before, we, we've actually ordered six fooders as well. Um, so what? we've got six 60 hectolitre fooders coming from France. Yes. So, um, yeah, we're, we're going pretty hard. Holy this. shit. Um, that's why we're building a new shed because we need space for oak. And we also want a space to delineate funk from the rest of the brewery. So funk from clean. Smart idea. Yep. Um, um, fuck, yep. man, that's so exciting. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. We give it another 12 months and we should start to have some really cool shit rolling off the line. I mean, obviously, not naive enough to think that everything's going to work. So it's going to take time. Yep. Um, I imagine there's going to be a lot of heartache and a lot of barrels dumped. Um, yeah. But. Fuck oh, it. I think um, that's, 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 that's where we want to be. We want to niche ourselves. We're, we're a small brewery. We are doing something that's very niche anyway. So let's go to the fucking extreme. You're pretty much as niche as it gets. You know, yeah. you're, you're, you're a brewery that shouldn't exist. You're a guy who lined up a what many in your field would have considered a dream job. Um, your dad has allowed you to go to uni and just be like, you do your own thing. I'll stay here. I'll run the farm. And then he's like, hey, Dairy farming sucks dick. Can you come back? You're like, yeah, hell yeah, I can come back. It more, pool, it more yeah. pulls teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's basically how <laughs> it went. That pretty, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. And then you guys took it to the nth degree of growing your own. Um, well, so that was I mean, what spurred a lot of it on because I was growing hops on site while I was working at Cheeky and everyone was like, oh, you can't fucking grow hops. You can't grow hops. They won't work. They won't work. They won't work. They're growing. Like they're, they're growing and they're growing well. And I'm not saying everyone at Cheeky. I'm just mean in general in the brewing community um anyway i don't like it when people tell me you can't do something that that really pisses me off hey hamish you can't produce barrel aged stout i'm just waiting for the light to turn over you can't produce barrel aged maple stouts (laughs) barrel aged baltic Baltic porters No, and that's sick. And that's, yeah, something we kind of wanted you to touch on as well was that philosophy. Touch on wood. Yeah. Just um, of you guys growing a lot of your own stuff, which I think is fantastic and puts you straight into that super niche category. Correct. Uh, and that also really plays well into sour beers as well because we can age hops ourselves. We are growing a lot of barley, but we've also got some pretty funky shit going on with some barley as well. So we, we can actually be doing our own very active life cultures and i'm i'm kind of excited about it uh like i say it's gonna take time though it's it is, fr- it is frightening 
you know, like it's obviously, very daunting. But, you know, at the, end, at the end of the day, you know, yeah, it's probably time to start planting an orchard on site as well, so you can just start capturing some of that wildlife. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you just announced what's coming up next. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, we have. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. Can we, can sorry, we, Hamish. Uh, can we edit that out? Uh, no. No, 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 it's all right. Has uh, this been so, driven by Mel? Well, Mel's the one who's driving it, for sure. But She's we, the- we, we wanted to put it in. So we're, we're, we're putting in a few hundred pomegranates. Um, we're putting oh, in... Yes. A pile more citrus. Um, we're also putting in a whole pile of guavas. Um, we've Whoa. got dragon fruit. Jesus. Um, we've also got like an acre of fucking goji berries as well. I don't so, know if it's wow. legal, but can you find Yuzu? Because that shit is just, man, if you had that Mikela uh, celebration Yuzu. That's that so, is, such a good beer. Is just, it's fucking ridiculous. I hate that beer. I've had it twice and I can't fucking get around it. I cannot Is this like your it. lobster brioche roll of beers? Guys, I explained myself about the lobster brioche thing. <laughs> it was people making something fancy out of lobster. It's a brioche roll. You put lobster in it. No, it was, it's, I couldn't, oh man, like I, I've had it twice. The second time I enjoyed it way more, but the first time it was like really sour feet in my mouth. You know what? Um, I think- we, can, we can actually make, we can make that happen today. Because I actually have some pretty sour feet because I've been working retail put, today. You don't put sour feet in my uh, mouth. One toe. Okay. And we can go. Deal. I will. Um, to be fair, I did rock up in thongs and you got really jealous. Oh, fucking oath, man. I've been wearing shoes all day. I know, but I'm only in thongs because I have not left my computer <laughs> since 8 a.m. Yeah. To I'm more jealous of the fact that it's now gone past fucking 5.30 and I can't go pick up my box of homage. It's well after 5.30. <laughs> and you I can won't do that. It. You can do that tomorrow, though. Well after. I'm, oh, yeah, I might be able to. If not, just give me your little tab and I'll go pick it up for you. No fucking way. I promise I won't drink more than two of them. Oh. Uh, whilst we're sidetracked, we did mention International Women's Day earlier today. It is International Women's Day. A uh, number of breweries... Get around and celebrate that. Um, we've had um, a, an announcement from BrewDog earlier in the week. Uh, obviously, a little bit of sarcasm that chicks only dig glitter and pink and they've released a pink IPA and they're selling it at one. Uh, they're discounting it uh, for a fifth uh, of the not – a, not a, for a fifth. They've discounted a fifth off the, the normal retail price of it to celebrate the uh, – well, not to celebrate. Gender pay cap. <laughs> to celebrate the gender pay gap, um, to demonstrate or like make people realize that there's a 20% um, pay gap between females to males. And, and a number of other companies are doing this all around the world. There's a there's an airline doing it where women get 60% off. Which is sick. Which is pretty cool. Um, but in Australia here, we've got quite a few guys who've put up a number of different things. Um so happy International Women's Day. Let's close that gap. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Stand behind it, and and shout out to No Man Brewing because I see that they've got a, a pretty good special on today with uh, for 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 women. Basically, it's unreal. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fifteen point three percent, I think. Oh, um, good on them. Because yeah, Pia posted it earlier. So fuck yeah. yeah. No, it's unreal. It's amazing. And I think um, uh, 
I think I speak on everyone in the brewing community and good on them. And I hope that everyone else follows suit next year. I think yeah, that would be well, unreal. Or, I, th- I think it is a good trend to get behind. And I, I would love to see people get behind that. It's fantastic. Exactly. I mean, if you guys don't actually know, uh, the Pink Boot Society do some fucking amazing things for women in beer in yeah. Australia. So if you haven't heard of them, look for them. Because, you know, these guys have, you know, multiple events and whatnot per year that you can go around and yep. show you. Yeah. If, you are a female, beer. if you are a female in WA in the beer community, you can actually win a scholarship to go over um, for the Independent Brewers Association gathering, now the CBAs. Um, fucking yep. awesome. Yeah, they actually sponsored uh, Margie from Colonial last year. I think Pierre was sponsored perhaps the year before or before that. So they've got... You know, real people in the beer community do win this. Um, so if you are in the beer community and a lady, weren't aware of it, hook up with the Pink Boot Society. Um, there's a number of ambassadors. Piers, obviously, one of them. Yeah, and, and you can use another as well. Yep, yep, and you can absolutely win a scholarship and get deeper into the brewing industry. Definitely. And have a look. We'll uh, post a link to our Facebook site so you guys can get behind it. Absolutely. Um, we're on it to their uh, brewing this Saturday. Yeah, this Saturday. I was speaking yeah. to Sarah, who works at Dutch Trading Co., who's another one of those awesome women in, in the beer industry. Shout out to Brucey. Hey, Brucey. Um, Hi. So look out for that beer that they're brewing at Little Creatures. Look, we're going to wrap it up there, guys. Thanks for listening again. We've got a new email address, so if you've got any ideas about the show, send an email to info at beersucks.com.au. Rate us on iTunes. Hook up on Facebook. Give Instagram. us a rating. Uh, tell us what you think. Thanks for coming out, Hamish. We uh, really appreciate it. Uh, cheers, guys. Touch my awesome. hand. Oh, yeah, and the love you all. I'm you know saving that. for a hug, mate. It's fine. Yeah, it's going to get central, so we're going to sign out. Thanks for listening. Peace. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys.